Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the Wickedly Smart Women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create change all around the world. Now here's your host, Emerald Green Forest. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate wickedly smart women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Emerald Greenforest, and today we welcome our special guest, Ashley Rainsberger. Ashley is a mindset coach and quantum healer. She helps coaches and other service-driven entrepreneurs to heal their fear of visibility so that they can create and better serve more clients. And I had the pleasure of connecting with Ashley originally on Facebook in a group called Women Helping Women, which has about 285,000 people who are members in there. So we found one another amongst 285,000 people, and that alone is probably a miracle. So I'm so excited to have you here on the show today, Ashley. Welcome to Wickedly Smart Women. Thank you so, so much, Emerald. I am honored to be here. I appreciate it. All right. Well, we're going to just dive right in, Ashley, and let's talk about your calling here. What was it that happened in your life path? Can you give us just a little bit of a backstory? What was it that happened in your life path that inspired you to become a mindset coach and quantum healer? Hmm, Such a good question. Makes me think, how far should I go? (laughs) You know, I had a really difficult childhood. My parents were alcoholics. My father was abusive. And I just, I remember growing up so insistent that I wasn't going to be like that, that I wasn't going to to suffer through the addiction, through the poverty, and all the ways in which I saw that they were blocked. And so even though I had all the trauma and I had all those experiences that happened to me as a child, I still felt really driven and I still felt really like stubborn, like I absolutely was not going to end up that way. And so the answer to me back then was really education. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that I graduate high school, which most people didn't, my parents didn't. Um, I wanted to, to go to college and, and I graduated with my bachelor's and eventually I got my master's. So I, I still was able to achieve a lot, even though I had a lot of emotional pain. And I worked a lot of jobs. I worked in corporate and then eventually I did become a teacher and and that was better because I felt like I had more of a purpose, but I wasn't, I wasn't satisfied. I felt like I wasn't doing enough or like I wasn't, I wasn't making an impact in the way that I wanted to make an impact. And I didn't really know what that meant or what that looked like, but I knew that I wasn't living it. And I remember like, because I would drive to work and I would cry. And I remember driving to my teaching job And I had a free um, trial on Audible, which is that app where you listen to books. And I was like, well, I'm just going to download a book. I'll find some kind of personal development book and maybe it'll have the answer to my life and (laughs) and maybe I'll feel better, you know? And it it was Jen Sincero's You Are a Badass. And I just remember listening to that book and feeling like, you know what? The only reason I'm not like living life exactly the way that I want to is because I'm not allowing it because I'm. I'm not making the decision to do it and then I'm not taking the actions necessary to to create it. 
also a lot in that book, she talked about coaching. She talked about how, how she was a coach and how that was really powerful for her. And, and I thought about coaching before, but it just, it never really occurred to me. And I had no idea what I was getting into um, as far as like the coaching industry online goes. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to find some kind of certification. I'm going to get certified and I'm going to become a coach. And so I found a, uh, a program that offered both health and life coaching. And I was really drawn to more of the, the life coaching. I didn't, you know, when I pictured like a health coach, I pictured somebody who was, you know, really skinny and ate really well and, and ran and, you know, those kinds of things that I was not and did not do. But they offered a double certification. I was like, well, you know, I could be healthier. So I'll just, I'll do that. I'll do that. And I did it. And I found like a really like holistic approach to health and that it was more than what we eat and it's more than moving your body. Um, and it became more of like a way for me to kind of be more, I think it expanded like my spirituality and it did help me to be healthier. Um, so what I did is I did start health coaching and I started to coach women around their emotional eating, their relationship with food and doing that for a while. What I really found was I was mindset coaching. I was mindset coaching them on the way that they thought about the food and, and how that related to the way that they thought about themselves. And so it just occurred to me not too long after that, that I would really love to be of service to people who were like me and had a deep desire to serve other people. For me, that meant entrepreneurs. I guess the rest is history. I decided that that's the kind of person that I wanted to serve. And so ever since then, I've been, I've been serving those kinds of people and helping them to bring awareness to their thoughts so they can actually change the results that they, they get in their business. Beautiful. Well, what I hear in your story is a similar story that I hear from a lot of people that I have on this show, which is, you know, there's trauma and then out of the trauma comes the call. And then out of the call, there's this evolutionary journey that, you know, it starts in one place and sometimes ends up in another place. So I'd love to talk to you about, you know, what is it that made you choose specifically visibility as an area where you wanted to help and work with entrepreneurs? Because, you know, obviously there are so many places that entrepreneurs can use support and help. Why visibility? What was it about that? Is there something in your own story around visibility? Or, you know, if you could give us a little bit more of an insight into why you specifically chose to focus on helping entrepreneurs in that particular area. Yeah, definitely. So the actual specification or the clarity for me around like, oh, I actually help them with visibility was actually kind of a more recent thing for me. And it's what I've been helping them with all along. It's what all my testimonials are about. And I just had never realized before. It's so funny. I never realized before that with my clients, all the fear comes down to, I'm afraid to be myself. I'm afraid to be myself when I go live. I'm afraid to be myself in a post. I'm afraid to be myself with my clients. I'm afraid to tell the truth. And it all comes down to just that fear of being seen. And yes, that is like a newbie problem, right? But it's, it's also a problem as you experience different levels of success in your business. Um, I've had clients who who do make more money, who are more successful. And then, you know, it kind of becomes a, a fear of asking for help, a fear of losing it all. And it, it just, I realized I had kind of this epiphany that it all comes down to a fear of being fully yourself. Did that answer your question? Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. So one thing I want to talk to you about also is, you know, you went from being in a corporate environment to stepping into the coaching world and 
you know, some people do a giant leap. I did a giant leap. I left the real estate business back in 2002 at the end of a 20-year career after I finished building 51 single family houses, 56 apartments in an office building and had a spiritual awakening. I literally just jumped right off the edge because I knew I couldn't stay for another minute and have been kind of flying with my angel wings ever since in a variety of evolutions in my own business. But what I'd love to hear from you, because some people take leaps like I did and other people have stepping stones. Sometimes they build bridges. So when you transited out of your teaching career out of the corporate realm, was it a leap where you just said, I have to leave, I can't stand it another minute? Or did you build stepping stones and were you doing kind of this on the side until it it started to blossom for you? Yeah, you know, for me, it was really, it was really a leap too. I wasn't, I wasn't making as much money as I was making teaching and I had no prior business experience. I'm lucky enough that I have a really supportive husband and he supports me in my dreams. He supports me in everything that I do, but it still was really scary to not have that guaranteed income and to do something and you have no idea how it's going to work out. And I resonate with what you're saying because I I just so like when I make my mind up about something when I know like I'm being pulled in some direction to do something like I just I have to do it. And and that's what I did. I decided I finished out the year but I said it doesn't matter what happens over the summer I'm not I'm not coming back. Yeah, beautiful. Well, you've used the word decisive or deciding um, more than once here. And that's something that real leaders know how to do is to make decisions, often swiftly, and to be decisive and to, you know, once you've made the decision to lock the door behind you, right? So I'd love to have you talk a little bit about in your own role as a leader, because you're now a leader, you've owned your own business, you're helping other people, you're leading them. You might not be a deeply seasoned leader yet, but you're obviously a leader. Can you talk a little bit about your decision-making process? Like how, what do you do to discern? Do you have a feeling in your body? Do you have you know, a process that you use to help you to discern when you're faced with a decision? And how is that process for you? Can you just talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of people are really logical thinkers and they, they would use uh, the part of their brain that makes really logical decisions and they would weigh the pros and the cons. And the one thing that I have learned is so important and that I tell my clients is so important is the advantage is, to, is having trust in yourself. That is the advantage that everybody is truly looking for. And so I rely heavily on that trust and that intuition that I have within myself. And so my decision-making process is, is probably really, really simple. I just, you know, I get quiet. I sit with myself. I clear my energy. And then I focus on what is the thing, you know, what's the thing that I'm deciding right now? What is it that I want? And I do. I listen to my body. I listen to, you know, am I feeling really, really excited? Am I feeling really scared? And where is that coming from and why? And am I willing to trust that no matter what happens, no matter what the outcome is, it's still the right outcome for me? Because the reason we get so logical is because we really want to make like the right decision. We want to make the decision that is going to have the best outcome, um, the outcome that we want and we think that we need. But at the end of the day, it really comes down to sometimes your intuition will guide you into things that don't turn out the way that you would have wanted them to. And maybe you would have made a decision differently, but that doesn't mean that that's what you were supposed to experience. Like there is a reason 
for the things that happened to me. And there's a reason that I made decisions that I made. And whatever that outcome is, it doesn't mean that, that I'm not on the right path. Beautiful. I love it. We're already at the break, Ashley, but when we come back, we are going to pick up on that little line of thought and we are going to go a little bit deeper into it because there's a lot there that you just uh, laid down for our lovely ladies. Right now, though, Wickedly Smart Women, we are so excited to share with you that we have now come up on 27 countries that are listening to us. And we are ranking really high in a variety of countries around the world, including number 75 here in the U.S. under entrepreneurship. And we do want your help. So if you're enjoying our show and you want us to stay on the air, please make sure that you share and rank and review and let your lady friends, your sisters, mothers, daughters, colleagues know about the show uh, so that we can serve them too. I do want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We are welcoming thousands and thousands of downloads from all over the world. I do want to shout out this week to our listeners in the Cayman Islands. I love the Cayman Islands, one of my favorite places in the whole wide world. And we will be right back with Ashley Rainsparker. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Women, are you ready for a big revenue breakthrough so you can stop working like a man and being paid like a woman? Are you ready to take the leap and go deep to claim your value and convert your wisdom to wealth? Is now the time to fulfill your mission and change the world? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired by women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance and be heard by millions while building a sustainable business model that makes bank. Please visit apply.wealthylifemethod.com to apply for an invitation-only consultation. If you have been inspired to receive support in welcoming wealth by making your most heartfelt contribution to the world, be sure to apply for a consultation today. Once again, that is apply.wealthylifemethod.com or click in the link in the show notes to access the application. And we are back with Ashley Rainsbarger. Before we went to the break, we were talking a little bit about decision-making. And one of the decisions that she made was to become a coach for entrepreneurs and helping them with visibility. You can find out more about her at coachashley555.com. We will have that information in the show notes for you. So Ashley, before we went to the break, you were talking about the right outcome for me. And I was really interested in finding out from you whether you have ever had an experience where you followed your intuition and it turned into a mess and how you kind of coached yourself through that and also how you help your clients to trust their intuition, even if they come back to you and say, well, that didn't turn out the way I thought it would. Hmm. Yes, absolutely. It's definitely happened, I think, on, on multiple occasions and one definitely recently. I think that when you find yourself like in that situation, what I often do is ask myself, okay, why was it that I decided to make this decision? What was it that I wanted? And where did my 
decision come from? You know, was I really listening to my intuition or was I listening to my fear? And either way, it doesn't really matter because now we're already like involved in the situation. So what can I learn from it now? Like how can I bring myself into the present moment and ask myself, okay, what is this teaching me? Why did I need to experience it? What can I allow myself to take from it? What can I allow myself to gain from it? Because just because it was an experience that you feel like, you know, didn't work out the way that you wanted it to, it doesn't mean that it doesn't have some kind of value. And so when I'm coaching my clients, I would ask them the same questions. I would ask them, why did you make this decision in the first place? What part of you wanted what you thought the outcome would be? And even though this is happening, why might it actually be a good thing? Mm, beautiful. I love the reframe. So I want to jump in a little bit to visibility and see if you can give some immediately actionable steps to our listeners around the world about how they can, you know, really shift some things for themselves, maybe one or two tips that you can offer so they can shift some things for themselves so that they become more visible or have greater ease in stepping into a more visible leadership role, a more visible role as an entrepreneur, a more visible role as a leader and a guide for other people. Yeah. I would say to, number one, create some kind of, create a minimum commitment. It's so hard, especially if you don't have support and you're in the online space and you see all this marketing and you see all these shiny objects and you see everybody doing all the things and all you can do is think about how you're not good enough, how you're not doing the things that everybody else is doing. And so bring it back to a space of you know, what am I capable of right now? What feels really good to me right now? What are the things that I, I want to be doing, I need to be doing because I know that it is really good for my business. So maybe that's going live once a week, or if you're not brave enough to go live yet, then you're just posting. You have a certain posting schedule that you keep every week, or you have a schedule for your group, or you're reaching out to potential clients and having conversations. And, and that is the second really important point is, when it comes down to it, like a successful business is created through building relationships. It's not just what you do and that you're checking off all the boxes and that you're doing the lives and posting the content and all that stuff, working on your website and working on your one-liner. It is about truly showing up because you care and because you have a deep desire to help people in the way that you want to help them. And so make those relationships a priority you know, the to-do list should come last. <laughs> build relationships with the people you're doing podcasts with. Build relationships with potential clients, with other entrepreneurs who are doing the same thing. You know, reach out and, and every day just show up and ask yourself, how can I serve today? How can I show up today? Because visibility is not just about putting yourself out there. It's about giving value. And the only real way to give that value is through those one-to-one -one relationships. And mm -hmm. that is not only going to help you grow your business, it's going to help you grow as a person. Yeah, beautiful. I love that. You know, one of the things that can be confusing for people, I think, especially as they step into the role of an entrepreneur, and in particular in the internet space, is it is noisy. It is flashy. There is a lot of, you know, just a lot to navigate through for most people. And it is those real relationships that ultimately end up being the most fruitful. I totally agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I heard you say, and I just want to underscore it for our listeners, is 
you know, there's a difference between just checking off the boxes and actually creating value and, yes. and creating the relationships that are going to be fruitful over the long term rather than the short term hit. And, you know, I think one thing that I've always done with my own business and I, I highly recommend for others is to be less interested in the vanity metrics and more interested in what the what the numbers are in your bank account and what the success stories are that you are generating with the people that you are working with. So what I'd love to ask you now, Ashley, is I'd love to have you talk a little bit about the challenge that can sometimes happen when we're working within this space, within this space of trying to put ourselves out there, trying to be visible, knowing at an intellectual level that it makes sense to be visible, but also having this fear that if you put, you know, if you put too much time and energy into trying to be in all the places that you're going to exhaust yourself. I love that you brought this idea of just do what you're capable of doing right now. And yet, for some people, they can get really trapped in a mindset that says, well, I can only do this, but I want to go here to this next level. And I know in order to do that, I need to do something else. Do you help them to kind of let go of some of the things that they're doing now if they are ready to go to the next level? You know, just talk a little bit about some of the challenges that you've had for yourself or you've seen your clients have in this area. Yeah, absolutely. So this is why like the actual healing aspect is really important. So it's not just that I help my clients by, okay, I'm going to make you go live and you have to do this and this and this this week. This is about like the inner work. And what people don't totally realize is that the inner work is, I mean, you could say just as important, but I would say more important and all the external things that you're doing to create success in your business. And so if you're finding it hard to commit to that inner work, to commit to that healing, whatever that means for you, then it's probably because of things that you have experienced in your past and relationships that you've had and how that has affected your mindset and your belief system. So it's really important that I walk through a process with my clients where they get really clear around exactly what it is that they want and why that's so important. They get really clear about, okay, so how am I keeping myself from actually accomplishing that, achieving that? Because if you don't have what you want, the only reason is because you haven't decided that you want to take the action to get there. Um, and after you have that awareness, you know, what is the action? What is it that I do want to be doing for myself? Not only like the strategic stuff, but what is the healing that I need to do? You know, what is that energetic action that I need to take, the commitment that I need to make to myself? And really also the trust. Like, how can I build that trust in myself to create the thing that I want to create? Because that's all it is. It's, it's a lack of trust in yourself. And it's a lack of trust in your higher power to support that and that you deserve to have that thing, right? Mm. So did that answer your question? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did great. You did great. No worries. And I love that you bring in the healing piece because yeah. the inner work, you know, whether you call it healing or whether you call it belief change or thought mm -hmm. change or quantum healing or mm -hmm. whatever it is that you call it, I use my own wealthy life method when I work with people and take them through a process to help them get into the core of who they are because it's out of you that whatever you're building is getting built. So yeah. 
I believe it's actually 90% is below the surface and the other 10% is above the surface. And when, when people have that ratio upside down where they're spending 90% of their time on the, the tactics and the strategies and the you know, spreadsheets and the you know, clicks and all of that stuff, you know, ultimately it's a rare occasion where those businesses really are successful and ultimately in the long run, it's doing the inner work that makes all the difference in the world. So we are already at the end, Ashley, but I want to thank you for being here and appreciate you uh, bringing your presence and your message to our listeners, our wickedly smart women all over the Mm -hmm. world. And hopefully they've been inspired by what you had to say. Please definitely look at coachashley555.com, which we will have in the show notes for you. And listeners, we do love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line at 540-402-0043, extension 4343. We'll have that in the show notes as well. Or you can send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open and remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to review and rate Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.